Welcome to this special live presentation of War of the Worlds Week at NeoZaz.com, part of our 2016 Halloween celebration. I am Matt, and this is a presentation of one of my favorite adaptations of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. This is the WKBW 1520 AM Buffalo, New York production of the broadcast first heard on October 30th, 1968. To set the stage briefly, the events in this version take place in upstate New York in a town called Grand Island. Grand Island isn't just a name. It is an island in the Niagara River, not far from Niagara Falls. The Niagara River flows on all sides of this town. The only road access to this area is by bridges that cross the river. This is an important fact to know going into the story. Other than that, the rest of the story tells itself. I do have one last-minute technical note to add to this introduction. It was our original intent to air the complete broadcast the way it played out in 1968, music, commercials, and all. Well, there are some copyrighted songs in the music portion of this broadcast. And not having an ASCAP or BMI or any other type of streaming music license, we can't play those songs in their entirety. So just in this last week, we've edited much of the music out to protect ourselves and to respect the copyright. We've also cut down the commercials a little bit to get the show flowing and get to the action, which is the main part of this broadcast. I hope this last-minute alteration doesn't affect your enjoyment of this fantastic broadcast too much. The original broadcast, music commercials and all, is preserved for history and can be found at the Internet Archive at archive.org. So without any further ado, sit back, imagine yourself in upstate New York, Tuning into the radio, relaxing after a long night of trick-or-treating with no knowledge of the events you're about to hear. Please enjoy this presentation of WKBW's 1968 adaptation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. Stand by for news from the WKBW Total News Department. Now 34 degrees at 11 o'clock, this is Joe Dowdy reporting for the Peace Corps. Join the Peace Corps and help build something like Latin America, Asia, and Africa. President Johnson has taken a big step on the road toward peace in Vietnam. Tonight he ordered a total bombing halt in North Vietnam. Mr. Johnson also announced that the Paris talks will be expanded to include the Saigon government and the political arm of the Viet Cong. Mr. Johnson made it clear that productive talks can continue only if Hanoi respects the DMZ and the communists stop shelling South Vietnamese cities. Vice President Hubert Humphrey in Newark, New Jersey, had this reaction to the news by President Johnson. The president has uh, just addressed the nation, and of course it now appears that Hanoi has agreed to proceed with prompt and productive discussions. I fully support the action uh, undertaken by the President, his order for the cessation of the bombing of the North, as I am sure the vast majority of the American people will support it. Now let us uh, hope and pray that the negotiations in Paris will be able to move forward now towards an honorable and lasting settlement. Vice President Hubert Humphrey in Newark, New Jersey. The president emphasized that there still may be tough fighting ahead in Vietnam. There may well be very hard fighting ahead. Certainly there's going to be some very hard negotiating because many difficult and critically important issues are still facing these negotiators. As the chief executive was speaking, communist rockets roared in on Saigon at Way, 
leaving at least 31 persons dead. New York State's two top Republicans, Governor Rockefeller and Senator Javits, said they are very happy with the announcement of a bombing pause. Rocky turned the first patch of earth for a $600 million campus of the State University of New York at Buffalo today. $96 was taken by a lone bandit in a stick-up this evening at a service station at Main and High in Buffalo. And Lackawanna and Queen City Police are looking for a lone bandit who made off with an undetermined amount of money from a service station at the Anderson Ford used car lot in Lackawanna. In other news developments, Buffalo police arrested six juveniles this evening following a robbery attempt at Honig Jewelers, 1061 Broadway. The Buffalo Civil Rights Organization build has called for the decentralization of Queen City public schools. Seven-year-old Randy Gillis of Somerset in Niagara County was killed in a fire at his home today. And police officials raided a cab company in Lackawanna today. They made four gambling arrests. And finally, this story from the Mount Palomar Observatory in California. For the past two nights, astronomers have been closely watching a series of huge explosions that have been taking place on the surface of the planet Mars. The observatory's director, Dr. Benjamin Spencer, says that although they appear to have as much energy as hydrogen bomb blasts, they are undoubtedly of natural origin. Dr. Spencer described the explosions as looking like, quote, tremendous jets of blue flame shooting out into space, end of quote. He said that although scientists are concerned over the large amounts of gas and foreign materials that the explosions are sending into space, they are not likely to have any effect on the Earth. Mars is currently over 40 million miles away. The WKBW weather word following this. I checked the ignition coil. Try it again. Want to start something? Join the Peace Corps. And go ahead and start something in Latin America, Africa, Asia. The Peace Corps. The Buffalo weather, clear and chilly tonight, low in the mid-30s, down to the frost level in some rural areas. Mostly sunny and warmer tomorrow, high 60 to 65. Fair and not as cool tomorrow night, low in the 40s. The outlook for Saturday, increasing clouds and warmer. Present Buffalo temperature, now 34. KB Total News has been brought to you by the Peace Corps. Join the Peace Corps and help build something like Latin America, Asia, and Africa. This is Joe Downey reporting. Here, KB Total News, on the hour and half hour, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to music on the Sandy Beach Radio Show on Halloween night. It's 11.05. Did you hear that story on Joe Downey's newscast about the explosions on Mars? It said they look like giant blue flames. And I was just thinking, wouldn't it be wild if this was a big publicity stunt for the gas company? Listen now to the sound of the turtles on KB, baby. you got to think about you. Can't live without you. I really want you, 
by the Turtles on Halloween night at the radio with Sandy Beach on KB, baby. From Buffalo, New York, 1520 on your radio dial. We made all of our preparations for Halloween night because tonight we only have an hour left. But my wife was digging the trench when I left, and I sharpened up the bamboo spikes. And we're waiting for little Paul, the monster kid of our neighborhood, to come over for candy. Here's the announcement you've all been waiting for. Hurry and save better than $30 on a fantastic 8-track stereo tape player. One-stop tape center, 1133 Main Street, will sell you this incredible 8-track stereo player for only $49.95, a savings of more than $30. This dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds is being brought to you by One Stop Tape Center and WKBW Buffalo, New York. This is the Sandy Beach Show on KB Radio. Let's see, Henry Brock just handed me this important news announcement. I don't know how important it is. Let's see what it says. NASA tonight alerted all Space Watch uh, facilities to expect unusual observations and communications difficulties. Sounds like the sounds like KB, really. We have a great communication difficulty. And the only way we uh, get around it is Jeff K's memos. And they, they cause more difficulty than you believe. Listen now to the cream and white room on WKBW on Halloween night till midnight tonight. Traffic condition red. All available firefighting equipment is rushing to Grand Island where an explosion has set off a series of fires. Traffic on the Grand Island bridges has been halted. All onlookers and motorists are asked to stay clear of the area. That's traffic condition red on Grand Island. the cream on KB on a Halloween night with Sandy Beach. I went trick-or-treating with some of the neighborhood kids, and we went over to Stan Roberts' house, uh, who is not exactly known to be loose with a dollar, and uh, he, gave, he gave away records, really, for trick-or-treat records, and they said on the back, uh, for promotional use only, not for sale. Now, that's real. you got to be really cheap to do something like that. Buy a monster from AMA's shoe departments and save $3. You save on this season's most popular shoes, monster shoes. The shoes that cost your friends $16 are AMA's sale priced at $13. AMA's monsters, otherwise known as capers by denim. They're trimmed with hardware, come in rich antique leather with great rounded toes and clunky heels. Monster shoes, best dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds is being brought to you by AMA's and and WKBW Radio, Buffalo, New York. Oh, let's go. Come on. Here we go. Oh, sing it out, KB. What a voice. Oh, the deep voice came in here and said, KB. Let's see, I've been asked by our news department not to call KB News, really, because we have a pay station in there by the time they get that door open. No, a lot of people have been calling regarding the uh, the Mars thing with the sunspots and all that jazz, uh, but I have been advised by our newsman that they cannot handle the load. Really, Henry Brock has enough time getting out of bed. Uh, don't call the news department anymore, okay, please. We are contacting someone at the Niagara University Observatory, and we'll give you the complete uh, story as it occurs. But do not call the KB News Department. Right now, listen to the Beatles. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. And don't you know that it's just you? Hey, Jude, you do the movement you need. KB 
Total News Bulletin. It's been reported that a large meteor has smashed in on the ground along the East River Road on Grand Island, setting off a series of fires. Several lives have been lost. KB Total News Director Don Lancer on the way to the scene. Repeating, a large meteor is reported to have smashed in on the ground on Grand Island, killing several people and touching off a series of fires. This has been a KB Total News Bulletin. Hold the tales of KB Total News straight down the line on the half hour. Listening to WKBW Radio at 1520 from Buffalo, New York. Apparently, this uh, this meteor is, is uh, far more serious than I, uh, I or anybody else first suspected. Uh, several people have been killed in the Grand Island area. We would advise you uh, not to drive out there, no matter you know any time something along this line or a fire or anything else happens, there's always uh, spectators and onlookers. Uh, do not drive out there. Do not cause uh, any traffic congestion. Uh, as far as we know, uh, the fire department and everything will be on their way out there. So uh, please, do not clog up the highways by going out there and seeing something or perhaps not seeing anything at all. Stay away from the area. We would advise you to do this. Now, my friends, tonight we'll muse upon the fate of monster shoes. These shoes were normal till the days a spell was cast on A.M. and A's. That fateful night the wooden book hold. A haughty witch, so I've been told, jealous cause she had big feet, conjured up a wicked treat. For $13, they make stylish muse. They're at A.M. and A's. They're monster shoes. <laughs> This dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds is being brought to you by AM and A's and WKBW Radio, Buffalo, New York. Just another reminder not to call WKBW News. We are checking out the uh, the reports of the stories from Grand Island. Do not call the news department because we are flooded with calls uh, here at WKBW. I guess we might as well uh, play a record while they check. Uh, just, just a second. Hold that record a second, Dan. Uh, here's Henry Brock from the KB News Department with a late word. All available firefighting equipment is at the scene on Grand Island where it's been verified that a very large meteor has crashed into the ground in the vicinity of Grand Island Boulevard. Several persons are reported to have been killed, although reports and details are still sketchy. KB Total News Director Don Lancer is on his way to the scene. Well, uh, this is Buffy St. Marie. Seems a little frivolous at this time, but uh, I'm going to be a country girl again. this record by Buffy St. Marie to bring you a report from KB News Director Don Lancer on his way to Grand Island. We're now heading north on the South Grand Island Bridge. We've just passed what has to be one of the largest uh, areas of traffic congestion that I've seen in and around the Buffalo area or anywhere in western New York. Uh, traffic coming off the Youngman Expressway is completely at a standstill. Traffic is now backing up on the throughway. This is heading toward the Grand Island Bridge. Uh, we've asked you to please stay away from the area. Uh, there have been fires and explosions on Grand Island. We're presently going across the bridge. Uh, there's one lane open to emergency traffic. This is firefighting apparatus, ambulances, especially ambulances are needed on the island. We understand the casualty count uh, may be higher than at first thought. A policeman we spoke to at the uh, entrance to the bridge uh, gave us that information. We're not exactly sure how many people have been killed or injured. 
but they're calling in all available ambulances from the area. As we come across the bridge off to our right, we can see uh, an orange light rising in the sky. Uh, it seems to be covering quite a large area along East River Road. As soon as we get down to the scene, we'll have further reports on that. This is Don Lancer, KB Total Mobile News on the Grand Island Bridge. Thank you, Don. KB News will keep you informed of uh, up-to-the-minute events uh, on Grand Island. Stay tuned to uh, 1520 WKBW in Buffalo, New York, and uh, we will have the... Sandy. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, because of the importance of this story, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go right to the newsroom and just give continued coverage on it. So if you can hang on for a second. All right. Uh, just bring the people up to date as to what's happening. We're going into the newsroom. Here. All right. Uh, we will be switching to our news department in a matter of moments. Uh, so far, what has happened, uh, to put it in a nutshell, if we could, a meteor, uh, supposedly, this is all sketchy information, a meteor has landed in Grand Island. There have been lives lost, and uh, traffic is jammed all the way out to Grand Island, and we uh, are advised to keep as many people out of the area as possible. Do not call the station, do not call the police, do not call anyone. Everyone is informed of the events. Uh, the news department will keep you up to date. We're going to switch now to the KB Newsroom for full in-depth uh, coverage. Now radio comes alive. You're listening to KB. Are you ready with that mic to the newsroom? You're all set? Communication's hot. Mike is hot. Okay, Joe, take it. This is Joe Downey in the WKBW Newsroom. Right now, there are, are reported explosions and uh, fires on Grand Island. Yeah, communications at this time are reported down. Telephone communications are down. Okay. And other types of communications are very poor at this time on Grand Island. WKBW News is mobilizing its entire news department at this time. There is an unconfirmed report that a meteor exploded on Grand Island. Newsmen from KB are on the way right now to, uh, to the disaster scene on Grand Island. WKBW newsman Henry Brock is now attempting to contact the Erie County Sheriff. Uh, Henry, Henry, have you called the sheriff? Well, ju just to repeat, just again, the explosions and fires together uh, have caused a lack of communications on Grand Island. There's an unconfirmed, repeating unconfirmed yeah, report. Now, let's go to the uh, All right, now we'll go to the Sheriff's Department. Henry and the Sheriff. Erie County Sheriff's Department, Deputy McIntyre here. Hello, this is WKBW News. Uh, anything uh, on that uh, goings-on on Grand Island time? Well, there's fires and there's damage. There's several lives that have been lost, but uh, we have no body count at this point. There's, uh, you know, I can't give you an actual report at this point. There's fire people here and there's military people. They're all over the place here. I can't really hardly give you any actual report. Can you give us an estimate on the number of deaths or injuries? No, there's no uh, count at this point. Uh, we don't know, but there are several lives lost. Uh, are you uh, in communication with all parts of the island yet, then, with your... Uh, well, your most, most of our communication lines are down here. How about electrical and gas failures? Oh, any, any reports on that? There's been about three electrical uh, failures that we know Any looting or, or things we, like that? I can't tell you that at this moment. I really don't know. Okay, thank you. Henry, I couldn't hear that. Uh, I don't think the monitors were up loud enough. Uh, what, what's the story at the Sheriff's Department, Henry? Well, obviously, the Erie County Sheriff's Department is up to its neck in work, uh, Trying to get information from that general area. Henry, and right now. Fagan on the, uh, the two-way. Okay, Jeff, thank you. 393 to 2586, Jim Fagan. Go ahead, Hank. Jim, can you give us anything new on the Grand Island situation? Well, Hank, at the moment, we're heading south on the Robert Moses Parkway. 
Uh, we're heading for Grand Island. I have a chance to talk with Dr. Robert Moore, professor of astronomy here at Niagara University. I came up here originally to talk to him about the hydrogen bomb intensity explosion on Mars. But now with the new incident arising on Grand Island, I have prevailed upon the professor to motor back to Grand Island with me to take a closer look at the situation. Dr. Moore, is there any relationship between the uh, hydrogen bomb explosion on Mars and the situation on Grand Island? Well, Mr. Fagan, I would uh, first of all like to say that I don't believe there would be a hydrogen bomb explosion on uh, Mars because it's 40 million miles away from us, and uh, I don't believe there's a living soul up there to explode any such bomb. That would probably be some uh, gaseous explosion with mayor, many, many layers of air, you see, and, and heavy and very hot gases. But I, uh, I'm very anxious to see this explosion on Grand Island. I'm uh, just amazed at what's going on over there, and uh, certainly I'm as anxious as you to see this, and I'll have a a lot more to say after I have a chance to examine these things. Dr. Moore, can you tell us if that was an extraterrestrial body that landed on the island? I would think not, sir, at the moment. Uh, as I say, I have, have not as yet seen uh, what has happened on the island. We're going to be getting there in a few minutes, but uh, certainly it, uh, it's, it's possible. But I would, I would doubt it. That would be just uh, my uh, candid opinion before I have seen it. Uh, would you say it was a meteor? Yes, that's very possible. There are many meteors that have landed uh, on various parts of the Earth in the past many years, and this could possibly be just one of them. Uh, do you think there were more than one? Well, certainly with the uh, explosions that I'm hearing about, it's very possible there could be some uh, several of them, yes. Okay, Doctor, thank you very much. Hank, as we're heading south on the expressway, what's the story now on Grand Island? Do you have any more information yourself? Uh, Jim, this is not Hank, it's uh, Don. I'm in Unit 2. I'm presently on the East River Road. Uh, could you give me your present location, please? I'm on the Moses Expressway, and I'm heading south just beyond the falls now. I'm having a lot of trouble here with uh, traffic. I can't, I can't seem to make any headway at all on Grand Island uh, or on the East River Road. Uh, uh, do you have any taping equipment with you, Jim? Yes, I've got the, uh, the Sony tape recorder with me in the back here. Okay, good. As soon as you get on the scene, uh, uh, try and get us a report back uh, with uh, Dr. Moore and also some police officers. I'm attempting to, to pick my way through this traffic. I should be there in not, uh, not too long. It's, it's really congested down here. see a little bit more traffic now. It looks like I'm going to have almost the same problem you're having. I see a great deal of traffic at the north end of the Grand Island Bridge now, at the base between the falls and the island. I, I, I've come up on a side road here off to my left. I think I'll try and pick my way over that way maybe and then come back around uh, into the scene. Okay. This is Henry Brock in the WKBW Newsroom. This just off the wire, United Press says it has unconfirmed reports that Governor Nelson Rockefeller is preparing to mobilize the National Guard in light of the developments on Grand Island. Thank you very much. New York Telephone Company has requested that only emergency calls be made by private individuals. The lines are beginning to be swamped with calls, and police and fire officials' switchboards have been overburdened with calls. Fire officials in the city of Buffalo are concerned at this time. The fires that have broken out on the island have bled off a great deal of equipment, and extra units in the city have been called in. Commissioner Felicetta of the Buffalo Police Department has requested that all off-duty policemen report to the precincts. Henry, uh, Herb yeah. Weinstein wants to know if we can hold for a second because he wants to coordinate the TV units. Okay. Uh, Don, have you uh, gone to Delaware uh, Park yet? Heading towards the throughway in case you want me to go to Grand Island. Okay, fine. Uh, we may shift the entire operation out to Grand Island uh, in a couple minutes if this thing checks out. 5-4 to 393, Irv. Yeah, Alan, go ahead. 
Listen, if they've got this White Haven area cordoned off, uh, let's get out there with the sound equipment. Okay, go. 553923 and now we have uh, KB Total News Director Don Lancer standing by with a report from Grand Island. Well, this is Don Lancer. We finally made it down to an area near the scene, and I'm speaking with lineman Dennis O'Malley. Could you tell me, Mr. O'Malley, uh, what, what happened? Uh, where, what were you, where were you when this uh, this uh, thing occurred? I'm working for Niagara Mohawk. I was checking out a line break earlier, and uh, suddenly the sky lit up, and there was this tremendous explosion. Do you have any idea what it was, sir? No, no idea at all. Just a loud noise and a bright light. That's all I know, man. Do you know if anybody at all in the air was injured? Have you heard any talk of that? No, I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, not pretty busy here. We got power out now on North Sherry, Broadway, Woodley, L.C. Redway. Man, the power's out all over this place. Do you think this might have been a gas main explosion or something like that? Nah, no, I've heard gas main explosions before. This was nothing like that. This, I ain't never heard anything like this before. Uh, did, you, did you see anything fall? Anything hit the ground? No, just a bright light and it's loud noise. That's all I heard, man. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, this is Don Lancer in unit number two. Uh, we're going to try now and make our way over to the scene. Uh, we're about 500 yards away from it at this moment. Now, I'll return you back to base. It's Mike Hot. Is it this one? This is Jeff Kay. Uh, Henry Brock is on the other side of the room right now, trying to raise Jim Fagan, who is in some portion of the island. You just heard uh, uh, KB News Director Don Lancer, who is attempting to make his way to the, uh, the scene of the death. I think we're picking up Jim Fagan now. Let's listen. Jim, where are you at the moment? I'm just off Whitehaven Road, Hank, not too far from the scene. Uh, what do you see there? A lot of destruction? Uh, any houses down? Right. Several houses have been leveled to the ground, and I can see ambulances. There are about three or four ambulances on the scene that I can see. The attendants and the medics in these ambulances are now treating several of the people who have been injured here. I counted about 20 persons injured here at the scene. What do you got? You got walking injuries or, or uh, real bad ones? Hank, these people are badly crippled as a result of the injuries they've received. Several people are unable to walk at all, and I see a number of people bleeding about the face. How about fire? Any destruction from fire or fires burning at the moment? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your last message, Hank. Are there any fires in the area at the moment? Several blazing all about. Do we see about five or six fires in the one immediate area that I can look to to my right? And don't lose her. Go on out, go on out. Uh, Jim, uh, what about, uh, there are parts of a crater up there. Have, have you seen it or can you see it from where you are on your way up there? I was able to make my way to the scene with the professor and then he and I were separated. I did manage to see some sort of a gigantic hole in the ground. I can't see any more than that. The police kept pushing us back. They've got some sort of a fence around the whole area and they are just not allowing any of us to get too close. Go on, I'm going my way. Okay, Jim, 393 out. Jim Fagan on the island, and apparently our worst fears and fears have been uh, realized with respect to uh, property damage and personal injury. We understand now, uh, we have a confirmed call that the National Guard is on their way on the Niagara Freeway. Uh, Don Lancher is on the island. I believe he's trying to pick us up now. Uh, it, I think that was Don coming in. At any rate, the National Guard is on the way for the Get National Guard. Come on, on that is Don. Let me turn you over to Henry Brock. Come in, Don. You're on live. You're on. 
Yes, Henry, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a meteor, Henry. It's, I'm standing on the edge of the crater right now, and I can look down into it, and uh, there are clouds of white hot steam rising from the face of what looks like a, some sort of a metallic cylindrical object. It's a very large object that's, that's lying in the bottom of this crater. Thus, thus far, there's been no one around that I've been able to talk to to find out what it might be. It's, it's, it's hot, intense heat around this crater at the present moment, and, and I, I just, I just don't, I can't describe it very well. I can't des- describe it all that well. Now, perhaps you can hear the sound that's coming from the crater. It's a pulsating sound. It's, it's, it's a high-pitched sound. I don't know exactly what it is at all. I don't know. I, I haven't got any idea. Uh, the edge is I, 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 I just... Sir, move back. What? The edge is... Sir, would you move back, please? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to move back now. Uh, I'm going to have Three nine three to two five eight six. Don Lancer, Don, are you all right? Are you able to get this is three nine three to two five eight six. Don Lancer, come in, please. Three nine three to two five eight six. Don Lancer, are you all right? If you hear me, answer, please. Henry, try This is three nine three to two five eight seven. Jim Fagan. 393 to 2587. Jim Fagan. No, I can't. This is 393 to 2587. Jim Fagan, come in, please, if you hear me. Take a spot. One Stop Tape Center, 1133 Main Street, is holding a two-day sale. Starting tomorrow and for two days only, you can buy an eight-track stereo tape player for only $49.95. You save better than $30. And to help you get going on a great tape collection, One Stop Tape Center is offering $2 off on any tape cartridges in the store. Now remember, that's for two days only, starting tomorrow at One Stop Tape Center, 1133 Main Street. And as a fantastic plus to this two-day special, when you buy the incredible 8-track stereo player for just $49.95, One Stop Tape Center will give you two high-quality speakers for your car free. That's right, free. But the quantity of speakers is limited, and they're going strictly on a first-come, first-served basis. So act fast and take advantage of this bargain. Starting tomorrow, and for two days only, you can buy an 8-track stereo player for just $49.95, a savings of better than $30, and get the speakers free. One Stop Tape Center, 1133 Main Street. This dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds is being brought to you by One Stop Tape Center and WKBW Buffalo, New York. 393 to 2586. Jim Fagan. I can hear you, Hank. Go ahead. Uh, Jim, uh, what the hell happened to Don? Hank, I'm at the opposite end of the crater from Don. I can see him from where I am. Don met with a little bit of an accident, but he seems to be okay. He was standing a little bit too close to the crater, apparently. He was on the lip of the crater when it suddenly gave way. Don fell about halfway down, but managed to recover himself, and now is back up on top okay. He made under his own power. He appears to be a little bit shaken up, but other than that, he's okay. He's talking with a few troopers just on the other side of the crater from where I am. Well, Jim, we still don't know what hit. What, what was it, a meteor? I have no idea. Apparently it's not a meteor, Hank, from what we can make out. This thing hit with such impact that it that it really got things rolling here. This is what apparently touched it all off. The fires, the broken gas mains, and what have you here on the island, as well as the numerous injuries. This thing hit with one hell of an impact. What was it? It sounds like space debris. Was it space debris? This thing is, is intact from what we can make out here at the scene. There's a lot of white heat coming out of there in deep in the crater, but from what we can make out, this thing is intact. You can hear the noise. Listen to this thing. 
Can you hear it, Hank? Can... Yeah, I can hear it all right, Jim. Well, well, what do you think it is, a booster? I don't think so, Hank, but I'm not sure. I can't honestly say that it is a booster. This thing is, is cone-shaped. It's got a, a white metal casing, but as I said before, it appears to be intact, and it's giving off this weird sound. Well, let's try to find out. Is there anybody there with you? Anybody from the military or uh, or from the other authority? We've got several military, we've got city, we've got county officials. They're all over the place. Police are now talking with them all around the edge of the crater. But no one has said anything at this time. They claim it's a little bit too early to say anything. Lancer to Brock, Lancer to Brock. Henry, do you read? Come in, Henry. Do you read? I read you loud and clear, Don. This is Jeff, not Henry. How are you? Are you okay? Are you all right? <laughs> for the most part, Jeff, I am. Yes. What happened was, uh, was I, I fell, I fell down in the uh, in the crater. Uh, I got about halfway down in there. Uh, I slipped on the edge. The, the lip of this crater is, is so soft that I just slipped and, and tumbled halfway down it. But I did manage to get back up. I've got a few burns, but I don't think they're, they're that serious. They don't, don't hurt that much. Uh, uh, there's an awful lot of smoke coming out of this out of this thing, and it's, it's choking me up a bit. Uh, when I was down there, I did manage to see quite a bit. This is a, a, a very bright metallic object. There's a sheen to it. It's not shiny like silver or anything like that, but there's definitely a sheen to it. There's no markings that I can see at all. Very smooth. No interruptions of lines at all in it. It's just a, just a smooth object. Uh, part of it's buried beneath the surface, probably uh, maybe the major portion of it, but there is a goodly portion on top in the bottom of the crater. An awful lot of smoke down here. Uh, I see I see Jim on the other side of the crater. Uh, come in, Jim. Do you read? Do you read? I read it, Don. Go ahead. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, Jim, I think so, for the most part. Uh, as I was just telling him back at base, I, I've got a few burns here, and uh, a state trooper I was just talking to is going to have a, 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 a medic come up here and look at it, but it's not that bad. That's good. I spent the last few minutes here trying to get some sort of a comment or two from the military officials surrounding this thing, but no one wants to say anything. I tried to worm a comment or two on a one when he remained very tight-lipped. I don't imagine anybody really wants to commit themselves at this time. Well, boy, all, all I can see is they're going to have to commit themselves pretty soon because this damn thing sure is a meteor. I can see it a little better now, Don, from where I am, thanks to the lights. The lights are really pouring in on it now. Do you see the crack? Are you able to see the crack? No, what crack? What? I, no, there's no crack on this side. It's perfectly perfectly smooth over here. But there's a crack definitely on this side. That can, that's easily determined at this point. I can see several cables or something coming out of that crack. There are two or three cables anyway. I can't, I can't see any anything, Jim. Uh, can you describe a little more detail? My God, Don, there's something crawling out of the top of this thing. Something or someone. I can see two discs of some sort. They're eyes. They, they appear to be eyes. It might well be a face for all I know. Something's wiggling out of this capsule. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're tentacles. That's what they are. I can see them now. The police lights are on them. This thing is large. The body glistens like it's soaking wet. That face, I can hardly look at it, Don. I can hardly look at it. The eyes are black. The mouth is T-shaped and it's, it's dripping saliva. It's finding it very difficult to move, but it's, it's now beginning to move. It's weighed down by something. I can't say what it is. This thing is rising up. I've got to get out of here. The crowd's moving back. I'm moving back. I'm getting out of here. I, I can see it now. I, I can see it too. It's... Oh, my God. This is 393, Jim. Just what is going on out there? Now, let's, let's get over here. Let's cool down. Jim, what's shaking? 
tank. I'm not falling. This is it. There's some sort of a monster of sorts. Not too far from where we're standing right now. We've had to get out of the immediate area. We're moving back as far back as we can possibly move. Jim, can't you get to Professor Moore so we can get some facts on this thing? Hank, I tried to talk the professor out of moving up, but he managed to talk some army lieutenant into approaching this thing. The, the lieutenant himself is carrying some sort of a, a pole around his pool as a white handkerchief. And he and the professor are now approaching the, this monster of good God almighty, they've been hit with some sort of a red beam. They burst into flames. The professor, the lieutenant. We're getting out of here. we got to get out of here. Three nine three to Jim Fagan. Just what is going on out there, Jim? Come in, Jim. What's going on? Hey, this is this is Don. It's uh, the, I, I'm on the other side of the crater. I can I can see Jim from from where I'm standing. He's he's running he's running away. What what has happened is this 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 thing is, has has shot out a laser type beam and it's 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 killing people right and left. People are now stampeding over one another, uh, trying to trying to get out of its way. It's it's climbed down on uh, onto the side of the crater and it's 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 starting to come up over the top on the other side. Uh, I I can see that beam shooting shooting all over. It's a red beam and the, the people are bursting in the flame instantly. I, I, I just, that's got Jim. Oh no, it's got Jim. Oh, it's got Jim. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to run over and see if I can, if I can help him out and to see what happened. You're going over to help him, is that right? You're going over to help Jim, is that right the way here you are? That's right, Henry. I'm, I'm, I'm going over to see if I can do something for him. I, I, I don't know how badly he's hurt. You're going Tell him to get out of there. Don't let him go help Jim. Tell him, get back. back. Get back. Don't go, Don. Get out of that area. Uh, hey, do you want me, to, want me to move back? I want to go over and see if I can help Jim. Uh, uh, Don, this is Jeff. Forget about Jim. If, if he's been zapped, just forget about him. Get back away and stay as safe as you can. Keep close contact. We understand that the Army is on the way out there. We'll be handling it from here. Stay in tight communication. Do you read me? Do you read me over? Uh, shouldn't I go over to Jim? Forget it, man. Get back out and stay out of the way. So, uh, uh, all right, I read. I'm, I'm moving back, moving back. Henry, pick it up and fill in for enough time for, for Don to get established out there. This is Henry Brock in the KB uh, newsroom. KB Total it's News. It's been uh, reported uh, that uh, a spaceship has landed on Grand Island. On, That's a confirmed report. It's believed that the extraterrestrial beings in that vehicle are Martians. KB Total News still has Don Lancer on the island. And we have late word that a command post has been established by the National Guard on the island. Martial law in Erie and Niagara County has also been rumored to be established. There have been rumored landings, though unconfirmed, of uh, some more capsules in Toronto, Oshawa, Erie, Pittsburgh, the Finger Lakes area, Bradford, and in Dunkirk. Henry, I have a guy on the phone right now, Constable Petrie from uh, the uh, 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 Ontario Provincial Police right at the moment. Uh, Constable Petrie, you say that you have a report... You do. You do have a report. And where is it coming from? From in the Oshawa vicinity. Who, uh, you got two raccoon hunters in Oshawa who are out hunting late at night. And discovered the capsule in the swamp. Has it opened yet? Is there any sign of any activity around it? There hasn't been. And what action are the Canadian authorities taking? I see, I see. They are going on the way. There's nobody uh, been hurt as yet. No injuries in that particular area. How about the Toronto landings? Do you, know, you have no confirmed reports on that yet. I see. Okay. Thanks very much, Constable Petrie. A report from a, a constable uh, in the Ontario Provincial Police that uh, a couple of hunters spotted a capsule in the swampy area up there while they were out hunting. 
and uh, military authorities are on their way to clear that up. Here's a couple of other things. You mentioned the martial law, right? That's a confirmed report from the governor. Uh, this bit about the uh, uh, the explosions on Mars, you want to take that and I'll grab the phone. Yeah, they, uh, these explosions on Maybe Mars are believed to be associated with the landings on Grand Island and in other areas of the country, but there is no scientific confirmation. Uh, we've just gotten word that Don Lancer has made his way to a Sheriff's Command post on Grand Island and should be ready to report in uh, just a few moments. Uh, Jeff Kay says that we have a confirmed report that there have been 46 persons wiped out on Grand Island as uh, of this time. Niagara Air Force Base, we understand, has been put on alert. They're already uh, scrambling aircraft uh, both to check out the landing in Grand Island and to, to provide some air support for them in addition to trying to get some people down to these other areas where the landings have been spotted where they're all within our flight range so that we may have some confirmed reports from Niagara in just a very short time. Uh, we understand that Don Lancer is about ready to file a report uh, from the island and we switch yeah, right. now to Don Lancer. Well, all right, now we've, we've uh, finally had a few seconds to uh, get ourselves oriented here and uh, I've managed to get to uh, what I've considered to be a safe distance away from the, the crater. At the present moment, the uh, troops have been moved up about one, maybe 200 all told. They're ringing the crater at, uh, at a safe distance, maybe 100 yards away from it. And uh, overhead, a lot of jets have been flying back and forth. There's a uh, helicopter that's uh, been hovering, stationed itself uh, off to my right above a couple of trees, not directly over the crater itself. Uh, earlier, the, the, the creature that had come out stopped about uh, maybe 100 yards away from the edge of the capsule and suddenly went back in. Uh, the capsule is, is still open. It was, at least it was open when I was up there uh, maybe five minutes ago, and uh, I, I don't, uh, don't think it's closed yet. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's, there's one jet that, that seems to be making a pass. Uh, it's, it's, it's starting. It's coming in low now. It's fired a rocket. It is intense. I can see flames flickering from here. Apparently, though, that apparently that rocket pass has done absolutely no good. Uh, you can still hear the sound, I think. I can hear it from here, and it's, it's still just as loud as it has been since we first got here. Here comes another jet, another pass being made. Two more rockets have been fired into the crater. Another terrific explosion with smoke billowing sky high. I, it doesn't seem to have done anything at all to this, to this thing in the crater. There's, there's no sign of light. That, wait, there's some activity. There's, there's something going on. That, here comes, here comes, it looks like a bowl, a, a bowl, a silver bowl, turned upside down with long, long, thin legs on it. It's it, it rising into the air. It's, it's huge. It's, it's, it's about 50 feet in the air. Well, what is this thing, Don? Can you describe it in a little more detail on it? What is it? Henry, the, the only thing that I can tell you is it, it looks something. It looks like a flying saucer with with long, stilty legs, and it, it's moving at a fantastic rate. It, it, here, come, here comes a jet. It's a jet is making a pass on this on this thing, on this, this saucer. It, it's fired its rocket. The rocket's bounced off. They bounced off. They've exploded right in midair. They're, it's shooting at the jets. It got one jet. It's, it's passing back. The beam is continuing. It's passing back. It just cut another one. It cut another one right in half. It pulled up right in the midair. And, 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 and it's coming in this direction. It's, it's moving at a fantastic rate. It, it, it's like a huge monster. It's plodding along, plodding along on these long legs. It, it, it just got the helicopter. It cut the helicopter in half. It has crashed into the treetops. 
There were some on the other side that were trying to get over on the far side. I don't know what they're... Now people are jumping in from the other side. They're trying to swim the thing. They can't jumping swim that river. What, John, jumping into the river? They can't swim that river. The, the rapids the rapids are sweeping in right away. It's, I've never seen anything like this. John, just... The, just the river... I don't believe it. The bridge has gone now. The other side, the other span has gone too, and there were people on that span. They just blown it up. John, just take it easy. Take it easy. See if you can try and find, you know, some sort of a command post to see if you can find it. There's no place to go. There's just... They're trying to move me away now. I, uh, wait, hang on a second, Jeff. Please, please let me on a report. I'm trying to report it. Will you please? John, please, can you officer. See the, can you see what? the Martian machine at all? It's, we understand it's very, very there's, high. There's something over there. I, I really, it's it's ill-defined. I just can't see what it is for sure. There's a stilts or something coming out of the water. And they've blown the bridges. They're coming across anyway. They're fording they're the river. They're fording the river. The stilts are down in the water, and they're just coming across. They're still on the surface. All right, John, oh, John hold on. i got a report coming in from Don Lancer. Apparently, he's there. He's on a two-way unit. Just hang tight on the phone. I'll get right, right back to you. Hang All on. Right. John Irving on, uh, of uh, TV News, and he'll be standing by out at River Road. We have a report now from Don Lancer. Henry, give it to Don live. Yes, yes, Henry. I, I just made it across the bridge when it blew. It was it was horrible. It, the, the, all of a sudden, the bridge just erupted. And, 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 and Don, did they establish a perimeter? Did the National Guard establish a perimeter yet? Yes, Henry. It has. There's a, there's a large perimeter. A lot of lot of men and heavy artillery around here. I've never seen such artillery before in this area. Don, uh, how many machines are coming at you? Do you have any idea? Are they fording the river yet? I, I can see two of them are in my in my line of view. Two of them at the present moment. Uh, and they're, they're coming up, they're, they're, start, they're firing at the artillery, and the, the, the artillery is firing back. Huge explosions all along the shore here. And huge explosions. I can see bodies flying in the air from here. Bodies are flying through the air. There, there's another machine. I, I can see another one. Now that they're joining, they're joining forces right up here in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the front of the refinery. They haven't quite gotten in yet, but there's a total of three machines here. Three machines here. They're, they're coming into the refinery. The, the artillery is not turned around from its perimeter. We barely, they barely got one. We got one. We got one. It's down. It's, it's down. The other, the other, we got it. It's down. Artillery blasted it. It, it just settled down very slowly. The other two have joined it. And now, now they're emitting something. They're emitting some sort of a, a smoke screen, it looks like, from here. It, 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 they're not very far away from me. It's thick black smoke. It's about as tall as a, a man. It's, it's, it's starting to encompass the entire area. But the, the smoke is, is coming from from, from these, these things and the artillery, uh, the, the weapons are still there, continuing to fire into the center, into where these three machines are located. The, the smoke pot is now coming toward me, Henry. It's, 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 it's my, my God, there's a man, there's a man falling. It's, like, it's, it's not smoke, it's, it's gas. It's, it's gas. It's, it's. Very nice, great Don Lancer. Come in, Don Lancer. What you are listening to is a dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds on WKBW Radio at 1520 on your Buffalo dial. I repeat, it is a dramatization. It is a play. It is not happening in any way, shape, or form. What you are listening to is a dramatization of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds as being portrayed on WKBW 1520 Buffalo. The time is two and one-half minutes before 12 o'clock. Don Lancer, come in. Don Lancer, 393 to Don Lancer. If you hear me, come in. 393 to Don Lancer. If you hear me, come in. Please, Don. This is a dramatization. 
We have lost communications with Don Lancer on on uh, River Road on the on the mainland side, actually, of the river. He's off Grand Island. Uh, the, the last Don's last report was that the two remaining Martian machines, uh, there are now two of them, uh, there were many some sort of black clouds, which apparently were kind of a gas. And frankly, we don't know whether Don is alive or dead at this moment. John Irving is on the island. I, we had him standing by the telephone. Let me see if I can pick him up. Hello, John. John, are you there? Hello, John Irving. Come in, John. Uh, John? I'm afraid that John Irving is not available for us at the moment. Bulletins are piling up in our studios. We have one mobile unit left in the field. Irv Weinstein is in a unit. We'll try and communicate with him as quickly as we can. Bulletins are beginning to pile up in our studios. Uh, let me try and bring you up to date if I can. From Pittsburgh, U.S. Air Force planes are flying reconnaissance patrols and report that three Martian machines are visible above the treetops in the vicinity of the sprawling Steel City. That's in addition to the two that have been reported in the Tonawandas that are now currently rampaging the Ashland Oil Refinery. The Pittsburgh machine apparently are moving toward the community of Bradford. From all reports, they're moving rapidly. They're not using heat rays. It appears they do not intend on damaging towns and communities if possible. However, they're stopping to tear up power lines, uh, bridges and railroad tracks, and punching huge holes in the in the highways. The, the objective, apparently, is to disrupt communications and disorganize human society altogether. Air Force scout planes have reported further sightings. Martian machines reported to be uh, three in number moving toward the city of Buffalo from Erie, Pennsylvania. Scouts report that the machines are moving with great speed. The military authorities feel that they are perhaps attempting a link-up with the machines that have landed in the Buffalo area. A further report from the Battle of Grand Island to bring you up to date there. There were 20-some-20 20 survivors uh, after a force of a 1,000 men attempted to contain one machine there. They forded the Niagara River. Army field pieces destroyed access bridges to the islands. People have been jumping off the, the side, of the, the Grand Island side of the, uh, the banks of the river there and being swept over the falls in an effort to get away from these machines. The bridges were destroyed despite the facts that, uh, that little of the population of the island was, after, was able to get off the battle. You have something for me, Dan? You have something for me? What have you got? Yeah, Jeffy. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Jeffy, look at the teletype. Don't hurt the teletype. Look what's coming in on that teletype. All right, let me get the mic over there. Let me just move this mic over here for a second. I have a report coming in. Apparently, there's an open line from Dunkirk on the UPI machine. The fellows have done a tremendous job tonight keeping us up to date on what's going around. This is, I am the last man in the city. This must be from the UPI operator there in Dunkirk. Everyone seems to have fled the city, and they are gone or they are dead from the gas or have been crushed. They are coming closer now and heading toward me. They're very close now. I can't make it out. It's getting garbled again. There it is. They're getting ready. The message is ended. It comes from a UPI operator in Dunkirk. Hold on just a moment. Hey, Jeff, Irv's on a two-way radio. Uh, okay, thanks, Norm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one moment, please. We're getting a report from Irv Weinstein on a two-way radio. Hold on, please. Irv Weinstein to base station. Anyone read me? Yeah, Irv, this is Jeff Kay. Am I glad to hear your voice. Where are you now? Uh, Jeff, I'm up on top of City Hall at the Communications Center. I, it's very eerie. The, the whole place is completely deserted. People apparently took off quite a while ago, and it's really a mess. Yeah, I can well understand. There's only two people here at the studio left, just myself and uh, and Norm Shrutt, and he's heading home to his family, and you and I are it. Uh, you're the last guy out in the field. The rest of the guys, uh, both TV units are dead, and, and both the radio units have been knocked off. Uh, uh, what's your status? How do you, have you, you know what? 
Have you got a match? I am looking for a match for 30 minutes for this lousy cigarette, and I can't find one. <laughs> we got real problems. Listen, I hope my guys are all right. Uh, I, I hope it's only a communications problem. Uh, have you heard anything from them at all? Nothing at all, Irv. Nothing at all. Not since the battle at Grand Island. Uh, I know Lancer and uh, and Fagan are both dead, uh, and i got to assume that the rest of the crew is gone, too. Jeff, I tried to uh, get to the island, but it's just impossible. It, it's, it's just an impossible situation. You, you just cannot move. People are... People are desperately trying to, to get out of the city. I don't think they quite know why, why they're leaving or, or where they hope to go. Information to the studio here uh, with the teletypes and the phones and all that has been very, very sketchy, Irv, at this point. We do know that the, uh, the Grand Island bridges have both been blown in an effort to keep the Martian machines on the island that landed there on the island, but they were able to ford the river. Uh, we're getting just bulletins from all over the place. I understand that ships off the west coast of the U.S. have been diverted to coastal ports in Washington, Oregon, and California to take refugees off there, abandoning, uh, abandoning the towns, Los Angeles and San Francisco, and there have been no sightings out there yet. It seems as only the East Coast has been hit. Can you can you see anything from where you're at? Yeah, I can get a pretty good view of the area from here. As I look down at all the main arteries of the city, as I say, the it's just one big mass traffic jam, and, and nothing is going anywhere. Now the cars are just just standing still. It's almost like looking down at a on one of these toy cities. There's nothing moving. It, it's eerie. That's all I can say about it. I know what you mean. We just received a report. We got a report a few minutes ago from Dunkirk, which uh, from the top of the building you might be able to get a look at because these things are awfully high. From Dunkirk, there's supposed to be a couple of machines there. East Aurora has been abandoned and is occupied, as I understand it, uh, uh, by Martians. And uh, it looks like you and I are the last two news guys that are that are moving right now. Can you uh, can you move that mobile unit at all? Can you get back into it, move it around? Oh, I can't move it all. I. I... Frankly, I was lucky to be able to get out here and get up here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I, I hear something. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what it is. Wait a minute, hold on. I can hear the sound too, Irv. I've, we've been listening to it all night long. It's the machine. We understand that, uh, uh, in addition to all the confusion that the refugees are causing, that they've been knocking off communications. But one of the interesting things about this is that they, they haven't been knocking down houses if they can possibly avoid it. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. They Apparently, they're more interested in, in knocking out communications and, and power systems. Jeff, do me a favor, will you? Yeah, go ahead. Call my wife and tell her I'm okay, would you please? Will do, as soon as I can. Will do. Uh, there's something going on out on the lake. I see some flashing lights. I can't quite make out what it is. Jeff, as I look down on the southern part of the area from here, the city of Lackawanna is completely blacked out now. Apparently all the power in that area is knocked out. The only thing I can see are what appear to be tremendous explosions in the area of the Bethlehem Steel Company plant. Roger, understand. Uh, we've been getting very little here in the past few minutes. Uh, uh, the communication is just in complete and utter chaos. The teletype machines, you can hear them behind me. They're chattering away, but they're not printing anything. The, the, uh, the printers are just sitting there, just kind of rocking back and forth, but not putting anything out but total gibberish. The phone lines, it's almost impossible to keep up with them. I've just given up answering them. Uh, and uh, I have a sighting of a of a machine in, that's about six blocks from the station right now in Delaware Park. Uh, you have anything in view there? 
Jeff, things are pretty much as they were, except that now there is no sound at all. Everything is, is just deathly quiet. Nothing is moving. Nothing is happening. I, I, I still hear I still hear that, that, that weird sound apparently emanating from, from the machines. I think I can make them out. Totally circled by these machines, and uh, and uh, they're ripping up the communications and punching huge holes in the major arteries in the roads. It doesn't appear as though many people are are able to move their automobiles, and those that are not able to move their cars are abandoning them, and further adding to the congestion. Is there any movement below you that you can notice? Absolutely no movement, whatever. And, and this is what puzzles me: the cars are stopped. I would have thought that people would have gotten out of the cars and, and tried to make it away on foot, but but absolutely absolutely nothing is moving. There appears to be a, a gaseous kind of kind of material spreading out over the cars. I, I'm not quite sure what it is. Er, that's probably that probably is gas, and, and it's very very lethal gas. Uh, it was reported to hug the ground very very closely. They used it up uh, at the Battle of Grand Island when they forded the river there. Uh, that's how Lancer fought it, and uh, John Irving too. Uh, you want to be careful and stay high if you can, because that stuff stays close to the ground unless the wind lofts it up. Jeff, they're coming on. I, I can see them now. I can see them now, Jeff. There, there, are, there are maybe 50, 100, 1,000. I, I really can't tell from here. The Air National Guard planes are, are trying to get in on them, but, but apparently they're being picked off by laser beams. The planes are just exploding in midair. They've started to move. They've started to move into the, actually into the downtown area. I can see one coming in off the area of the, of the throughway. Jeff, they are moving fast. Yeah, they move very rapidly. Un un unbelievable. This, this thing is this thing is maybe 50 feet 50 feet high. A huge steel body and and long legs, kind of almost kind of goose stepping. There's one. I, I can look right down at it right now in Niagara Square. It's in Niagara Square right now. That's it. Right. Yeah. Check. All right. Be very careful. Can you give me a good description? Jeff, it, 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 it's it's extremely difficult to describe this thing. It's it's like nothing I've ever seen. Wait a minute. Irv, are you there? Irv? Jeff, it, it has just it has just knocked the communication towers off the telephone building. Irv, be very, very careful now. They've been after communications all night. That's what they've been destroying all the way down the line. You're in the communication center there for the county in that in the city hall there. You better get out of there as quickly as you can. That's all right. I'll be all right. I, I just want to say, Jeff, it's Jeff, it's turning my way. Irv. Irv. Can you hear me? KK393. KK393 to KH2586. Can you hear me? Irv, can you hear me? Oh. Irv, please. Irv, answer me, Irv. Oh, even this thing has gone dead. Weinstein is out, and I'm out, and I guess I'm the only one. KB News. You want to talk to who? I'm going to talk to Irv Weinstein. He's... He's dead. Is anybody else in this building? What am I going to do? 
the only one left. I wonder if anybody's listening. I wonder if anybody's got a radio that's operating. The trans yeah, the transistor. And take this mic and we'll go outside. That's what I'll do. I'll go outside. Get this thing unhooked. On the stand. Lights all dead. They're all dead. What the hell am I gonna do? Go outside. All right. Get yourself together, Kenny. Go outside. Oh, the air. The air feels good. Look at the cars. Look at the cars. What? What? What's that? The shooting. Downtown. The shooting. What? There's some people. Hey! Hey there! Hey! Oh, you... They won't even, won't even look. They're terrified. Look at them. People run. They're staying off Main Street, though. And look at the cars. It looks like a used car lot. God. <laughs> I can hear it. They're shooting down there. Oh, what a good it'll do. I can see the smoke. The lights on Main Street soon be coming out one by one. It's as though a giant hand were just turning them out one by one. They're moving up, up this way. Oh, it, it's the smoke. The, it's the smoke that's obscuring. One in front of Marcasian just went out. It's only about a block and a half away. Weinstein. Lancer. They're all gone. But it's getting awfully close. To Utica Street. are all going out. Thirty years ago, tonight, the War of the Worlds. The broadcast is over, and the Martians won. Or did they? H.G. Wells did not quite end his story this way. He closes by saying that civilization as we know it was destroyed. Certain selected humans were kept by the Martians to breed a super race under highly controlled conditions and to function as workers for the Martians. But our outer space visitors, having accomplished their purpose of disrupting civilization, fell prey to a thing that we humans deal with day in and day out. The common cold. Yes, the Martians caught cold. They were attacked by bacteria of all forms, and having no resistance, they succumbed. Our story tonight comes 30 years to the day that the original adaptation was presented. We hope now that you have some idea of what caused panic to sweep the nation that fateful night 30 years ago. 30 years ago. We've grown much more since that time. Our scientific knowledge has opened new vistas for mankind, and yet... 
Tonight we presented a picture of complete and utter chaos. It was a play, and you all knew it was a play. But you must have been wondering as you listened, what would I do if it were really happening? Think about it. The War of the Worlds has been brought to you tonight in part by One Stop Tape Center, 1133 Main Street, and AM&A Shoe Departments, downtown, at all suburban stores. Tonight's presentation of the War of the Worlds was prepared for broadcast at this time by WKBW Radio News and Special Events. Our thanks to the combined staffs of WKBW Radio News and Television. Newsmen portrayed themselves in this dramatization. The War of the Worlds was adapted for broadcast and produced by Jefferson K. Directed by Dan Kriegler. This is Dan Neverth speaking. This has been a Capital Cities Broadcasting presentation. I really hope you enjoyed that. Like I said in the opening of this episode and the start of this special War of the Worlds week, this is one of my all-time favorite versions of War of the Worlds. Thank you for joining me tonight in this special live stream event. This episode will be uploaded to our special NeoZaz.com Halloween channel. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's all of our Halloween specials from past years, this year, and the years to come. We have one more day left in our War of the Worlds Week special, and it's another live presentation. And this time, it is the one that started it all, at least for the audio drama lineage of the War of the Worlds. And that is the original 1938 Orson Welles in the Mercury Theater on the air adaptation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. It takes place tomorrow night, Sunday, October 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern at neozaz.com live. I hope you've enjoyed this presentation. I want to thank you, of course, for listening. Join me one more time as we wrap up War of the Worlds week with the 1938 audio dramatization of War of the Worlds. Until then, I will say one more time, thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.